Base Case. I'm your host, Phil. Base Case 008, Blue Shuffle. I think I'm getting to the end of Blue's episodes for you you guys that are listening, and I'm getting more and more listeners all the time, but probably not, maybe. It shows you the depth of the blues in American music. I mean, I've talked about this in a previous episode where blues changes, blues form, uh, blues licks are found in all kinds of music. I mentioned that it was even in disco, and I was thinking about that today because I heard uh, William Grant still, he was one of the great African-American composers of symphony back in the early part of the 20th century, and he had a blues-infused symphony that's still played to this day. Um, But today I'm going to deal with a particular groove that you find in the blues, and it's the shuffle. And I was thinking about that because several years ago I was talking to a musician that was just as experienced as I was, and I told him that I was looking for a chart for my jazz ensemble, my jazz big band, and I said, I'm looking for a shuffle, and he's... And I was talking about it, and he finally says, I got to ask you, what's a shuffle? And I said, oh, you know, I said, it's a particular groove. And then I kind of came up short, like we do a lot of times with music, you know, instead of being able to give, a, you know, the, the academic response, you know, it's kind of a triplet feel, you know, I just sang the line, you know, do, 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 which everybody has heard if they if you listen to music if you listen to the commercials on television you've heard that shuffle groove you know that's the bass line and it lines up and your your drummer will have a soft pedal on the bass drum to to make it match and it's used in commercials uh, uh, you, you have a detective in a movie going to the uh, bad part of town to check out a club sure enough you're going to hear do 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 and it's and it's from the african music uh syntax but it was appropriate and you find it in rock music and you find it in jazz music and you find it in country music and it's been around for so long now that there's even different styles of it according to academic scholars there's a chicago style shuffle and then there's a texas shuffle which that that's basically your stevie ray vaughn if you want to listen to a very prime and seminal example of a blues shuffle and it's not the only one and there are countless others Listen to Albert King's recording of Kansas City. Uh, the bass player is Donald Duck Dunn. That if you're a serious electric player, you should check him out. And you can find this on YouTube. But for bass players, I break the shuffle groove down to two simple formulas or two simple groups. And one of them is just like the one you heard me sing, where I'm just playing the groove on the root. And that will get you by, you know. I mean, I've been on gigs where they say, hey, let's do a blues, you know, and the drummer will start off with that shuffle and I'll just let's say, hey, let's do one in A and that will save you. So here's example one. It's just, I'm gonna play a couple courses of a blues in A and I'm just gonna stick on to the root and then move through the one, four, five course. So here's example one, just a simple shuffle. Nice and easy, just pedaling that A down to the D, we're going up to the D, sorry, back to the one, and here's that five chord, to the four chord, you've heard this, simple blues, that this will get you through it, and sometimes the simplicity of it is what all you need, you don't need to make this more complicated, this is what sets the foundation for your soloist. I'm just going up to the D. I'm not doing anything 
outside of playing the roots. And nobody will think anything less of you. It's when you start doing different things with it is when you start getting yourself into trouble. So start with this if someone calls something like that. Five and one. There you go. Simple, right? Okay. Now here in example two, I'm going to do the same groove where I'm staying on a, a on the root of each chord. Same key in A, but I'm going to add some little cliche runs and fills in the line, particularly on the back end of it. You're going to hear something that you've heard on numerous recordings. And these little fills are something, and sometimes the guitarist plays them and you double him or you double what he's playing. So check this out. Same thing, just a little bit more to it, though. So here's example two. This part, which you've heard on numerous blues recordings, second chorus, same thing. That walk up right to the D, cliche stock. You got to play it though. The drummers sometimes follow you on it. Pride and Joy by Stevie, he does that line, and, and probably on countless other tunes by him and numerous blues artists. So check it out, and it's just something that you've heard, and it's handy to have. Don't do it too much. It's like anything else. You know, I teach my students something, and then I'll be in combo, and I'll hear it a million times in their courses, and I'm like, okay, cool, but not too much of anything. We're, we're here to protect a groove. Okay, example three is a little bit more. I'm going to open it up a little bit more. This is where I take the the chord and I play around with it a little bit, but I'm basically just arpeggiating chord. This one's in B flat. I, I took this from a Tyrone Wheeler record. Uh, he played bass on an Abersol and they wrote all this out. And I remember studying this and what you're going to hear is I'm going to be not only moving around the chord, but I'm going to be inserting these eighth note triplets, which are a, a big part of this. You know, you're playing in that groove. Do, 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 ba, da, do, you have to think that that groove, when you think about it, it's not so much a straight quarter, even though you you're playing a that's the feel that you have in mind, even though you're not playing that on the instrument, you're sort of playing every other note of the triplet. So here is example three, B flat blues. And a little bit more movement. You probably you hear this a lot in jazz, but I've heard it in all styles of music. So here's example three. Yeah, just moving through the chord. Nothing fancy. I'm just moving through the roots and thirds and fifths. Just a walk down. 
know, just play around with it. Listen to some recordings, like I said, that Tyrone Wheeler off the volume 54 that Jamie Avers saw. That was a real good one. That, that was one that really set the tone for me. But it's a little bit busier than maybe is called for for a lot of tunes, so be careful with that. Okay, now example four is not a blues. But as you've heard me say from time to time, like when I was talking about Cantaloupe Island, it kind of acts like one. And it's the intro and first verse to Steely Dan's Pretzel Logic, which has a very blues vibe to it, if you check out the recording. And uh, like I said, it acts like a blues because it doesn't play exact blues form or changes, but it's a shuffle. And it's interesting what's done on it. So check it out. Here's example four, just the intro and first verse of Pretzel Logic. down at the end of the verse. That's one's a little bit more intricate, and I, I check out it's it's intricate sounding because you got to do some counting in there for those breaks. But those breaks are part of the blues of uh, uh, syntax too that we play as bass players. Uh, when you listen to Kansas City, he does that thing with the breaks, and you've got to be there for you for them, and you've got to make sure you bring them back on the downbeat, right? So counting is key. But like I say, that's a good one. I want to kind of bring a shout out to the bass player on that recording. It was a man by the name of Wilton Felder who was a saxophonist and he was a West coast cat that played. He was one of the founding members of the jazz crusaders and he was known more as a saxophonist, but he played bass on a lot of seminal LPs. My favorite, and this is how I got to know him was that, uh, the Jackson five head, I want you back. He plays that groove and bass line, you know? And I thought the guy had really nice technique, but most of all, he had a wealth of ideas that he probably got from the saxophone. He played on a Marvin, some Marvin Gaye records and numerous records in his lifetime, but probably one of the most unsung bass players that we copy. This last one is, and I mentioned it previously, the Kansas City bass line that Donald Duck Dunn plays, and I transcribed this. And it's from that recording of his from the 60s. And like I said, you should, he's one of those bass players that when I first started studying the instrument, my bass teacher told me to check him out. And it's slightly different than what Tyrone Wheeler did. He, he keeps it a little bit simpler, but it's still moving around the chord. So here's example five of me playing two choruses of Kansas City, and I'm basically playing Donald Duck's line. Just moving around the chords, but grooving. And you still feel where every chord is. And here's the top of the form one. 
to the four chord. Here's the four chord. Back to the one. Now here's the turnaround. Five chord. Four chord. Nice and easy. And key is C of that one in case you're checking it out. Now, I say easy, and I mean it too. It, it's the simplicity of it with these lines that these guys like Tyrone are playing or what uh, Wilton was playing or what Donald Duck Dunn was playing. They're not doing anything, you know, like when I think about complexities, I think about what bass players and saxophone soloists do over bop changes. These are far more, you know, the, like, like I like to tell my students, the chords are stacked. Uh, vertically, but not as tall. They're just triadic, and at most you might have a seventh from time to time. And that to keep that idea in mind that you're just playing roots, thirds, and fifths, and then the occasional seventh, and you're just bringing that line around. But the, the, the main thing is, you know, like one of my teachers told me years ago, he says, your job is to protect a groove. And that, you know, if it just calls for that simple laying on the root and staying on the route and moving through the changes, then that is your job to do that. So think about that when you're practicing these grooves. And I will talk to you very soon. And I think I'm going to have something different besides the blues next time. So this is Phil signing off with Pace Case. Mm-hmm.